so personal or impersonal. So uh, sometimes because of the category, non-duality is sort of put into spirituality, but you feel totally bogus because it has nothing to do with spirituality, non-duality in my experience. None. So if people are coming to get a more refined spiritual path, you know, I not recommend this meeting them. Literally, because you're going to lose interest in it. You may. I because I figure, let's say maybe out of a hundred people, one is really geared for spiritual, you know, going for it. Most people are just not feeling okay, and they've tried a lot of things to feel okay, and they come to spirituality as another way of feeling okay. They just don't feel right. So, because you may have an idea why you're moving towards something, but if you have a sense of contentment and satisfaction, and all the moving stops, then your idea was, you weren't, you didn't have a higher calling. You were just looking for a sense of ease and comfort or contentment and satisfaction. Yeah. And so maybe people get retrocharged and really go for it. But for me, it was the opposite. I lost all interest in it. You know, I lost all interest in, in, you know, I'm trying to prove, improve my health, but I'm not trying to improve my spiritual lottery number. You know, I'm not thinking, you know, if I really get close to the, heaven's door, I'll be one of the first to get in. I don't still see it. I'm just, so I feel sometimes weird at these talks because uh, no matter how many times you say you're going to get nothing, people just don't get it. They just feel like, well, this is a sophisticated, huge something high disguising as nothing, but really it's nothing. Nothing. You'll be in other words, if I saw where I am today from when I started spiritual seeking, this would be the reason I was driven to seek spiritually. I never wanted to be ordinary and just, I wanted to be high. I wanted to be mostly high <laughs> and then have a sense of specialness because I seem to not be having it any other way. Drug addiction get to be special, but the consequences are heavy. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, it screws you up. So this, so I would practice meditation and everything, and I realized my head is totally okay with the act of becoming, but it's not okay with already being. It isn't, yeah? It'd much rather become the being than to be it, yeah? It's just that simple in my case. Now, I don't know, maybe you have a true calling, but I have a strong suspicion that if you felt okay, like on a stabilized manner, the action figure, content and satisfied, you had an ease and comfort in your skin, uh, there was an acceptance in your little spacious whatever, uh, you may, uh, your life's path may you'll be like very short, like a foot or two. Yeah, you may just have a total change, and uh, I don't know. But if if this was spirituality, I wouldn't have been looking for it. When I was driven to look for spirituality, this this wouldn't be what I was looking for. I would be looking more for 
like the ayahuasca story or something where I could be in the jungles and fucking see snakes and paint my face and have incredible fucking alien uh, <laughs> visitation and then also have a lot of people that I could swap stories with and stuff, but there's no much stories. What did you do today, Paul? Went to a coffee shop. What did you do yesterday? Went to a coffee shop. What do you plan to do tomorrow? Another coffee shop. It's like, you can't really write a blog on it. There's not that much interest going on. It's just, uh, yeah, it's a strange thing. But in that ordinariness, there's a whole lot that's available, which is you're starting from what you were hoping to achieve. You're starting from that instead of arriving there and having the great story of achieving it, you miss out on the story of achieving it, but you you have the sense of that peace of that. And but the, the transcendence doesn't come from transcendence. It's come. It's it's the realization you can't transcend in an imaginary place. That's what happens. So a a sense of of rest comes, and when the rest comes over you, you really see the the influence of the idea of time here. You know, we're always being moved to get, you know, how many people just stick with Buddhism? It's extreme radical Buddhism. It's Buddhism mixed with Kabbalah. They try to combine, synthesize all of these methodologies to hopefully create a hit or something. And it never seems to be okay. Yeah. And uh, so I want to get it clear, really, if you're interested in a lifelong path, non-duality is not at the wrong fucking store, really, because it will illuminate. See, instead of finding a spiritual path in a weird, like, uh, corny way, it will it will cause all paths to be spiritual in a sense. Yeah. Instead of finding a, a path that leads to spirituality, wherever you are or whatever you're doing in your life. If it's incorrect or whatever, it not serves you, you'll, it'll be corrected and you will, that, because for me, the non-duality is an illumination of whatever path you're on. It's not a path to illumination. I just don't see it that way. I could be wrong, but this is my own take. And I don't add much, I don't add uh, exotic flavors to the take. I haven't read much. You know, I used to read the old stuff, the Zen. I don't listen to anyone else. I try to keep it like an independent bakery and just let it come through the way it wants to come through. And you're really gonna, what you see is you're gonna get, you know? I mean, people have been seeing me back home for 12 years. They go, call me up after a few years. Because some people are on like once or five years. They come to a meeting once every five years. Some people just drive by the satsang, they don't even come in anymore. <laughs> some people leave a message on my voicemail. Other people, and, or some people check in, anything new? And I go, no. You know? I mean, you don't sit around and go, what's new in non-duality? Nothing. You know? is, it be, is it progressing? No. It's just a fact. You entertain it. Is it on? Might as well yeah. put it on. It is, it is on. Oh, yeah, oh it's, shit, all right. it's always on. It's always on. <laughs> yeah. In my humble feeling of it, it's a fact, yeah? Now, it can seemingly, if it becomes a fact for you, because you will override the fact of non-duality, 
yeah? But if it becomes a fact to you, it already is, there is not two. There isn't a subject-object dichotomy going on. It's not real, yeah? just isn't. You know, I don't have a single entity. I'm not like behind the cheekbone. Paul doesn't stop at, you know, on the forehead. And it's just a very, there's no way you could actually locate me in a sense, nor can I locate you. And so if that, if it becomes like that, its effects will like bleed through you like a canvas, not, there'll be, maybe there won't be much applying of paint anymore. You'll just be open to observe because this one can observe, yeah? This can report, the action figure can report. Something has to occur and then it can report it, yeah? It's never really there at the scene of the crime. It hears about it later. So the ease and comfort isn't like, oh, ease and comfort, you just, this just notices it after a few months. It goes, wait a minute, I'm feeling like I'm traveling a lot lighter. And because it sort of catches up to it or sneaks up from behind, it can't really quickly claim it, yeah? It just can't write itself into the story. The story's got too much momentum for it to go, I had something to do with it, because you really, it's obvious you have nothing to do with it. You didn't produce it, you're not the cause of it, you didn't acquire it, you didn't achieve it, therefore you can't lose it. It's, it's a whole different ball of wax than anything else. Yeah. And it's difficult to make it anything. You can try all you want. It's sort of like that, the idea of that big desert tortoise and then the coyote coming upon it. And the coyote would like to get to the meat. It sees the legs and everything in the neck. And so it, but then everything gets withdrawn and the coyote goes around it for about two minutes and then it gives up. See, we just don't go, we do it for 60 fucking years. But the coyote goes, I'm not getting anything out of this. And then bye-bye, yeah, it just takes off, yeah. So that's the beauty of it. You can't get, make anything out of it, yeah. It'll make you quite a lot, but you can't make it. You can't, see, on one level, intellectually, you can make an understanding, but it doesn't hold water, really, in living. Yeah, so I've had people call me and they've got like non-duality constipation, right? Their girlfriend left them, but they just can't come out and just say, I feel terrible. They go, well, there isn't a girlfriend and there's no one she left. It goes on for freaking 20 minutes and finally there's they get the whole facade crashes and they start crying and they get some freaking relief. You know, 20 minutes of the fucking non-dual gymnastics and suddenly they just give it up, yeah? Because the self in this sophisticated event wants to acquire a little bit of non-self, yeah? It wants to become, not all the way, but it wants to become some of a non-self, but as a self. That's the stubbornness of it. It wants to take what it wants out of non-duality and then leave the rest. It doesn't work that way. It's a fact. That's all. You come to terms with it or you don't. It's no big deal, you know, because inevitably, just like every night you get a reprieve, yeah, you could be longing all day, longing, longing for the truth all day. It totally, totally obsessed you and it's forgotten in, when you're sleeping. 
Yeah? That huge yearning of, I do anything to acquire this knowledge. You forget it at night, every night. Yeah? It's like an etch sketch It just gets erased, and then other lines are drawn. You can try to make shit out of it, but really, that's all it is. Yeah? etch sketch and at night it gets shaked, shook, and then it starts again. So, I, f I really feel if you really had stabilized satisfaction and contentment, it would probably chill you out a lot, yeah? And you'd really have, like, zero interest in pursuing, like, a more authentic non-duality or a, a more, a more, a fatter no-thing, you know, a more hefty, heavier no-thing. You would just sort of go on with your day, every day, yeah? And yet, over time, you'd realize, Jesus Christ, I never get chipped anymore. I'm always here, like always. I don't never believe that I can be out of any moment, ever, yeah? Because it isn't that I learned how to stay in the, in the moment, I realized I can't be out of a moment. It's much different. This, it looks like the same effect. It looks like you really, actually it doesn't. Because usually if you feel like you got in a moment, so after a while you, there's a wardrobe that comes with that, yeah, there's certain looks that come with that, some moods and attitudes. It, but it doesn't happen with the other entertaining. You're just here, you know? And you realize there's no way I could be anywhere else. Like, every second. Yeah. So that's all done. No drive to get into the moment because you can't be out of the moment. Then, suddenly, that urge to get out of what you think you're in, let's say self or the head or whatever it is, you lose interest in that. All the escape plans and all the maps, and some of them were 3,000-year-old maps, how to get out of it. You lose, it doesn't matter how old they are, or if they're gilded with gold on the edges, you lose interest in it because you realize you were never, could never possibly be in that which you're taking yourself to be. It's impossible. Yeah? So it seems like you acquire the result, but it wasn't from acquiring. Yeah? So... It looks like you escaped, but you realize there was no, there was nothing to escape from. That's the difference, you see. And because if there was a something, if there was somewhere to escape from, and you succeeded, there'd always be the anxiety that you could fall back into that. Yeah, usually based on if you did or didn't do shit. Yeah, again, you would be the big star of it. But when you see that it's imaginary. Yeah, then there's no drive to get out, and that's truly being out. That being out is based on you were never in. It's not based on you learned a methodology to get out. Yeah, it's based on you were never in. Yeah, and that being an absolute in a sense because you were never in. Yeah, you were never in then that's more of an absolute, and even this thing, this chaotic, agitated, affected by all conditions and circumstances and other conditions and circumstances we're not even conscious of, gets a sense of stability here. Yeah? But you can't find it in here. As Jesus says, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. It comes from what we're of. So the effects that appear here didn't, weren't produced here. They express here through us. Yeah? a different vehicle. So you're not trying to trigger the sense of, of what you're of from the in. 
that sense of what you have comes through you and others and expresses in the end. So you stop going to the store that doesn't have the fucking merchandise. And then you suddenly realize, and it may happen many, many times for it to start sticking, but there'll be a lot of sudden realizations that you are what you're looking for, yeah? That the seeker is the sort. And if that's the case, where's the importance of time in that? If the seeker is the sort, where is the importance of time there? There isn't any importance in time. Yeah? The modality of seeking for what you already are is seen to be bogus. It is. It's seen, not, it doesn't, it does, you don't have to wait for the 800 lap to realize the race is rigged. You get it quick now. Yeah. It's so like the rat. It has a habit of thinking there's cheese down that hallway. And then they remove the cheese. So the rat goes down about three times, but then it stops. We don't. Yeah. But suddenly you have that ability. You see, it ain't there. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't pit, pin usually unusually high hopes on someone to being it or a place being it or a condition being it, or a circumstances being it. It's you bringing it into relations with others, circumstances. Yes, you become what you're looking for. But you can't find it by looking. So, in my feeling, humbly, this whole... See, like, Yurik and I were talking earlier. See, as soon as I said his name, he stopped looking at the phone. Yeah. Yurik goes, he's there. Yurik and I was talking about it, and he was talking, how could there be non-duality teachers? Which I agree. Where, how are you going to teach non-duality? And who's there to learn it? Yeah. You teach duality. That's what you do. You talk about what it's like to be involved as a two. Yeah? With the hopes that after the two keeps claiming it, one of them get through and let's use it, I don't like the word one, but let's use it as a picture. The one hears it, and the one goes, what? Maybe I'm not two. Bam, that has some fucking legs, yeah? But usually, the sense of being Paul claims to be the hearing of the message, and that in itself, the claiming of being the hearing of the message, neuters the message. And it happens so fast, by the time it's arranged that way, you, it's sort of like waking up in a room where you've already been for 10 seconds. You wake up to your life, but you've already been there. But suddenly you come to, and some, some process has put a position, and you start from there, and there's just a, some, oh, this is the starting point. This is where my day begins, and it ends, everything is seen from here, so this is it. But you were here already. There's a seeming... Uh, blacked out of that, you black out. As soon as the mental state has enough of your attention and interest, you black that out and then you start here and then this is when it makes sense to start looking for what you are from what you're not. It makes total sense and you'll get tons of agreement to do it. You'll get tons of agreement. All right, we're gonna get, because if we get together, we'll have more luck 
finding what we're looking for if we've got a lot of people. So let's all get together and we'll all look for it. One of us is bound to find it, yeah? I, did, I went through that. I didn't, but this action figure, I gave it a good shot. I practiced a lot, I felt, for some people. I had, didn't have the best resume, but pretty good resume. India, Thailand, forest, monastery, retreats, shit like this, 13 hours a day for weeks, you know, tons of spiritual experiences, elevated states, kundalini, fucking tons of shit. And you know what? Fuck. It didn't mean a damn thing because I was there all the time. Yeah? As soon as the event happened, something showed up and implied that it was the one having the event. And it always would coincide. The event of the epiphany always coincided with me showing up to have the epiphany. Yeah? Couldn't put two and two together. It's so obvious. Well, amid this, this incredible state. Everything has been intervened upon, blah, blah, blah. All my adult facial structure dropped. And see, for me, some of the events, I had witnesses. I was with people, so they saw it. So I could call, hey, I, if I go to the committee of authentic realization, I could bring like two witnesses, all right. And one of them was only eight years old, the other was a, a lady. All right, tell them what you saw. Bam, I'd get notarized and I'd be able to teach for a few years. Until you know, I had to take some more, get more epiphanies to recertify myself. <laughs> so I remember this so clearly as if it happened today. I was sitting there, just wherever, blissed out, whatever it is, and then I heard a voice, seemed really far away, and it wasn't that loud, and the voice was talking to me, seemingly talking in this direction. And then it seemed to move. And then at one point, it was talking to me, it was getting a little louder, and suddenly there was a switcheroo, it was talking as me. So the selfing regrouped, and it was the end of the little free sample, and it just moved in, yeah? You know, there was like, it's like a horse, it's like a jockey that really mistreats the horse. So I could hear the jockey as something other, and I, ooh, ooh. But then he kept talking to me, don't, it's going to be different this time. And then suddenly, as soon as it talked to me, as me, it was accepted. Got right back on. I started getting ridden again, so to speak. Yes? Now I have a huge epiphany. I have witnesses. I could authorize it. Blah, blah, blah. But there was, wasn't translating to an ease and comfort, a stabilization. First of all, if you get shook up, it's not going to be ease and comfort for a while. You know, there's sometimes there's a there's like a shakedown cruise you're going to go on as an action figure. It's not going to be a smooth transition sometimes. If if something shifts and it and the seismic jolt of that tremors in here, it's not going to be fun and games. A, some a period of time for a lot of people, yeah. So people are rushing to have an event and then they have it and they then there's a huge desire they weren't having it because now. Shit happens, you know? And it's not, oh, I'm blissed out and feeling love all day. No. So, like, you have the dark night of a soul, but later on, yeah? So, so if you want something more, this ain't the place, really. I'm going to try to be the most honest fucking salesman I can be. What you're going to get, this, I'm a cod salesman. You know the fish cod? I can, I can give, sell you a card, I can. 
You can do whatever you want with it, sushi, but I have no opinion on mackerel or salmon like that. I'm just, a, this is a message. My job is to deliver it. I feel like I do a pretty good job of that. And then it's on you. Yeah, see where it takes you. That's all. I would think it would illuminate whatever you're going to do because why are we using the light that we are to find light? Let the light be used to find anything else other than itself. Because it's not going to, it's going to be the act of being blind to the light when you're using the light to find the light. As Hawaiian Po says it so beautifully, you cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use light to seek light. So obviously he didn't believe that we have light and we're going to use the light to seek the Buddha. We are the light. Yeah. And as the light, when it's being used to seek light, it blinds itself to being the light. It's not that there is, that's the heist, that's what happens, yeah? It's not going to break after 50 attempts. If the fundamental starting point is, I'm using the Buddha to seek the Buddha, as Hoang Po says, it can go on for eons and nothing's going to happen. That's the little, that's the warning that I believe should be on every spiritual book, yeah? <clears throat> Maybe, just maybe, right now, do you fall under this statement? Using the Buddha to seek the Buddha? Using light to seek light? Using mind to seek mind? If you are, wear that shoe. If the shoe fits, wear it. See what happens. See what gets shook out. Yeah? Because that, to me, is, you want to know if you're ready I would say, as an action figure, if you're ready, when you hear these cryptic statements, what happens, what registers in you, yeah? Is it just like a corny little cryptic, oh, that's cute, you know? Or does it promote a huge avalanche of information that explains your whole seeming life, yeah? What's one going to do after that? Are you going to try to keep adding knowledge after a huge avalanche of knowledge occurs, which takes no time and it doesn't weigh an ounce? It just informs you of your whole freaking action figure life from you maybe five years old. You see, hey, all that I have been doing is trying to use self to get out of self. Yeah? And I realize the only thing that truly wants to get out of self is self. Yeah? Everything, in a sense, is perfect. It's like a guy, there's a book about people who jumped the Golden Gate Bridge, jumped off, yeah? And some of them survived. So they asked the survivor, what were you thinking when you jumped off the bridge? And the guy says, I was thinking about how everything was perfect except for me jumping off the bridge. find you, it's going to distort the you. <laughs> it is. It's going to make a made-up you so that the made-up you can have a, some fucking thing to do here. Basically, I'm now going to look for myself. <laughs> it could take lifetimes. 
<laughs> the mental head wants to become. It does not want to be. <laughs> There's no reflection in that. It doesn't get, it's like Narcissus in the pond. If Narcissus is already in the water, <laughs> completely submerged, it gets no, it's, there's no, it doesn't want to be in the water. It wants to see its reflection. It doesn't want to dive into being. It wants to see its reflection searching for being. <laughs> Just if it fits, tell the truth. Let it run over you. Yeah. I'm just throwing out little fucking fishing hooks. If it catches, fucking honor that you seem to take yourself to be a fish. It's all right. You're not. Yeah. They worked. I'm telling you, it was unbelievable this night. I was used to do this workshop in recovery called the fourth step. It used to explain, you know, when you get into the program, a very sound principle program, the 12 steps, and they really can uh, change the outlook and attitude of the action figure. They can. So there's a fourth step, which is an inventory, basic inventory. You come in and the point is, is you write, you look at your resentments in your life, fears, and how you harm people in the pursuit of what you wanted. Yeah. And we look at one area called the sexual arena, you know. And by that, we get some information. To me, I believe the inf other people would have different opinions. But to me, you're attempting to see how self defeated you. Self meaning this feeling of being the doer, the owner, the loser, the haver, the feeler, the seer, the taster, the toucher. Yeah? And ownership of living. Yeah? Not, feeling, not feeling like like a hose for the water, but the water itself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we do this writing. So it's it it's a there was a sentence I read tons of times. But you know sometimes when you read a book, it's living. You know it has you you give into a use new meaning to it. So here's a statement I read tons of times, and I I shared it with tons of people for years in recovery. Yeah, and I thought it was a pretty sound take on it, and suddenly it shifted completely which is, it says, being convinced, which is just an observation or a present tense state, yeah? You're being convinced right now of what? That any life, run, no, that self, this idea of self, to me I see it as a foreign idea, right? It's an idea the brain, the mental states have accumulated around, yeah? It's its organizing principle. It tries to narrate the whole story as you as a thing, yeah? you as a cause, instead of seeing that this is more a delivery of an effect than a cause, yeah? The, 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 the lawn gets quenched by the water, not the hose. Yes? Yeah. So I see the word self, and it triggers a sense of otherness, yeah? I saw it as a parasitical movement. It's not a parasite, but a movement. It's, in other words, something that claims to have something that it doesn't, which is life, in a way. Yeah. And we provide that opportunity. We're on, the I am is on, and there's manifestation. Well, it comes and gets into it, and then it sort of claims a life. So it says here, being convinced that self manifested in various ways. Yeah. 
has defeated us. So it separates the two ideas. There's the idea of us, which would be all of this, yeah? And then there's this one foreign installment. Let's say, you know, one virus got all of us sick. Let's say we all caught the one virus. So one virus, we all got the flu. So you could say a virus manifesting in various ways. Sometimes it would be runny nose, sometimes bad cough based on predilections of the action figure, sometimes terrible sinus infection, all right? has defeated us. So we're the us, and then there's this virus. Yeah. But in this, this is very tricky because the virus, how it acts, and it's just a picture, the virus, how it acts to us, for it to produce its effects, not for 10 days, you know, like a flu will, or a virus, but for as long as you freaking live, it's got to be an incredible virus, and it has to convince the host that it's the host, yeah? So now the host can't tell the difference between it and the virus. So the virus now is, is manifesting through the host and not just for 10 days. You know, some, when you get a flu, you feel fucking crappy. Your attitude and outlook changes, right? Things get bleak. You were joyful the day before. Suddenly, yeah, this, you get cynical. All these things happen. And you're basically saying, I'm cynical, I'm bleak. But it's actually the virus is attitude and outlook, really. Yeah? That's expressing. Because after 10 days, it, you feel much more, hey, I'm optimistic. I feel a lot better. So basically, something was looking through the apparatus. And the apparatus being out to lunch, whatever is looking, says, says it's me. Yeah, that's its fail-safe. Yeah. Anything that comes out, it's me. Yeah, I have something to do with it. So, all right, so being, so the virus manifests in various ways to all of us, and it defeats us by its manifestations. It can't defeat us because there's nothing that manifests. It's an idea. It triggers manifestations. We're the conveyor of the manifestation. We're what's giving everything all the meaning it has. We're that which makes a mountain out of a molehill. We're that that can be totally occupied by what's not happening. We're that. So it just uses those tendencies of potentialities, and by its moving through us, we get a certain pattern. Yeah? The spectrum isn't that much, and some of the main grooves are resentments. You feel a fucking like someone did something to you and you're angry about it in the past. There's an anxiety that's the baseline. You're constantly anxious about what's going to happen to you, in a sense. And, so, and you're very worthy of being worried about. So there's a preoccupation as that. And all these things are happening, and you're having the symptoms of the disease, but knowledge of it doesn't help. Yeah? So you know you're fucked, but you're still fucked. You were thinking, because we have such a high regard for intelligence, we figure if we know it, we should have some power over it. It doesn't work, yeah? So now you know you're screwed, but you're still getting screwed. Yeah, so what would happen if you could see that which you're calling you as something else, then when its expressions were coming through, there could be a recognition of what? I'm not that. So therefore, let's say in this case, a resentment wouldn't be crowned by the word my in front of it. A fear wouldn't be preceded by the word my, because my fear is going to do a lot more occupying of attention and interest than fear. My fear is sets off a huge freaking story. I've been in fear for 30 years, da-da-da. This is what it does. It, 
extends itself in time. As soon as it gets us on the hook, it extends. And how does it extend? It's my. The word my implies the ownership, the being the cause of something, the being the creator of something. And that bond to it causes it to have more life because we're the life, we're the I am. Yeah, it's not. It is an idea. And how it gets to I am as an idea, because it doesn't have its own energetic footprint, it has to fucking steal it. It has to claim yours. So it goes, I was, so that you look at all, every time you go into the memories, you're pictured as a body, yeah? So I was at that temple in India. It was unbelievable spiritual, but how do you see yourself? As spirit? No, as a body. Yeah? So you're as the body. So the memories, your perceptions every day, the thought system picks you as a body. So it goes, I was, and then I will be, therefore I am. And suddenly, a manufactured I am takes the place. It sits right in, right on top of the I am. And so the I am, as the clearest scripture of all freaking time, just the onness, that you wouldn't have to read another sentence if you could directly sense an onness. There's a, an, there's a claiming of that onness, and that onness becomes the light that you're reading the story of you by every fucking day. It becomes like a reading light to go over your narration, or the narration, it's not yours. It goes over and over and over. It's the light that never has to get recharged. The bulb never goes out until you're dead. So it's using light to, to emphasize the mental I am, which is based on I was and I will be. And then the I am right underneath our nose does, gets unobserved. And we start looking for it. I want to do so, I want to get to the I am. It's a robbery that's never happened. It can only seem to happen. Everything here is based on the word seemingly. It appears to be true to us. Yeah? So when it presents its case over and over again with the yapping going on in the head, it sure seems like it's true. So it appears to be true for us. Suddenly, our life gets willingly, just like we're doing now out here. People, you know how much the government and corporations wanted to have your information? Now everyone's giving it to them willingly. They use it, they're using a tracking device all day, the iPhone. They're going on Facebook saying everything. This is like a gold mine to them. How does Facebook make all its money? It sells your information, the companies, yeah? We're willingly, so here we are, willingly, willingly being used in a sense, in a sense of ignorance, and the light that we are is being put to different uses. And in a way, that seeing, when it's, when it's captured by the selfing or directed by the selfing, turns into a form of looking called self-centeredness that's blind to the seeing. It's completely blind to it. The more you look from the self-centeredness, the less you'll ever fucking see. It's incredible. And who's going to wake you up? No one's going to wake you up. You are awake. Just see what you're not. because And people go, what do you mean by seeing what you're not? You're not going to see anything. 
When you look, uh, let me, it's sort of like if you went to a house, you know, the famous Who Am I? Let's say the Who Am I is like a knock on a door. If you went to a house and knocked on it a thousand times and no one shows up, there's no one home. You know? There's no one home. That's the seeing of what you're not. There's just seeing, because there isn't any. It's an activity. An activity that's implying that you're a thing. There's nothing right or wrong with it, but it would be nice to know, you know? So why? So maybe you wouldn't take it so freaking seriously. Maybe you'd have an ease and comfort now, not having the unease and the uncomfort being a driving force for all the freaking seeking to get some relief. You would start at relief, yeah? And it wouldn't be or it wouldn't be owned by anyone else. You wouldn't be. You wouldn't have like a cable contract for it. It's not like consciousness over there, and then you got to pay the monthly fees to keep it pumping in. You know what I mean? I've got Comcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's there, always available at all times, right where you are. And then. It's like a reboot. Now you're established, and now the horse is in front of the cart, and see where it goes. Now that the horse is not, see, here's the horse in front of the cart. Now, the exact same thing is, if you're in the cart looking this way, yeah, it's totally different than if you're this way. Yeah? You're still in the horse in the cart, but it's, it looks totally different if you're in the cart looking this way. You don't see the horse or if you're here looking that way. And then blue and looks, appears to be blue and red is red and... Uh, <laughs> it just becomes, it's so freaking uneventful because it's always available at all times, right? Where you are, it just becomes a new norm in a sense. It's like normalcy, yeah? But I do, as an observation event, I'm telling you, you get a sense of never being gypped. You're never mentally displaced from any moment. Oh, I did something that exiled me from this possibility. You're not that fucking important. There's no way you can be exiled in everywhere. There's no way. There's no (coughs) devil's island you can be sent to, wherever they sent Napoleon. There's nothing there. You're, and there's no center to arrive at in everywhere. The, cent, the center of everywhere is everywhere. So it's always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary other than the ones you've set up. Okay? If you're depending on the head, the head makes it a fucking obstacle course. Yeah? And, the, and you know, the, the, water, the water hazard gets deeper, there's higher, le- the hurdles get higher, there's more hoops to jump through, and it's sort of like you're a, a performing animal in a spiritual circus. Now, I'm just, man. I'm just a mailman. You've been served. You've been served the spiritual subpoena. This figure cannot say it any better. It can't. It's not even the saying of it. I'm attempting to convey, and this isn't, this is just being used, to convey a, a possibility, because that possibility is all that's needed. 
because I find in this own experience, if the mind has never had, big mind has never had a taste of it, it can't entertain it. It needs a little taste of it. Once it gets a little taste, it can picture the whole pie. Yeah? And I truly believe in satsangs, that taste can become available. Because yeah, I've sensed it. You say, have you ever gone into a bakery and you smell the muffins? Well, I can smell presents. So I know the oven's on, the fucking muffins are in there, <laughs> and I can smell the aroma. So it doesn't mean you have a three-week of retreat 24-7 in the, in the fucking bakery. You close shop and go home, and the muffins are all ready the next morning. You don't sit home. Not that there are going to be muffins now. There's an assurance that, hey, you have faith in mind, as the old Zen treatise says. You know, faith mind. Yeah. The faith that we are, an expression of, is now put in a solid, reliable possibility. Not that fucking anxious begetting possibility of a mental state. You see? I've always thought it was funny, trippy. What is faith but a force of mind? Yeah, And you see, people are looking for faith, they think they've lost faith, but even in the statement of, I lost faith, there's faith in that statement, mm -hmm. isn't it? Faith is, the, is it all everywhere. This is all based on faith. There's a belief that this is happening, and so it seems to be. So, if, and I saw it most clearly in recovery. Many addicts are obsessed with self, yeah? the event. That obsession with self expresses as a preoccupation with thoughts. Pretty much, really. It's not the elbow that's driving them crazy, it's thoughts. Yeah? The thoughts are being used to drive them crazy. Yes? And there's a certain faith in those thoughts, and when you have faith that there's going to be a next week, it can be strong enough to cause an effect today. Yeah? Which is unbelievable that something that's not happening can cause an effect. But it can only cause an effect because we're the cause. We're reality. If reality believes there's a next week and there's something to be worried about, there will be anxiety produced now. You will have a, most people I see, if they're flipping out at a meeting, it's never about the meeting. It's about last week and next week. We're miracle workers in a weird way. We're making shit out of nothing all day. Yeah? What would happen if that faith had the, and you can't move the faith. You just see the failedness of the system and maybe the faith lifts and maybe it gets directed somewhere else. And let's say that faith now produces an ease and comfort now instead of a fucking preoccupation with yesterday and tomorrow. Maybe it's the same energy. Yeah, it's what's directing it, tell you the truth. So, I have too much faith in all of us to beat a dead horse, you know. There's been an invitation. See if you entertain it. If it works for you, far out. If you want to do other things, far out. If you like to hear it from someone else, far out. There's tons of people attempting to point in a similar direction, I guess. 
Just find what works for you, yeah? But let it freaking work. This idea of a smorgasbord of 20 fucking voices and then comparing each message and getting caught up in the messenger, you're missing the whole fucking point. You are what you're looking for, not that person. You are what you're looking for. Yeah, so. Yes? Would I have a cookie? You have one, I'm gonna give you one, because okay. you have such a nice smile. Okay, <laughs> So, but then this message, I guess everybody here knows it, like we are what we are looking for, but it just stays at the level of knowing. How do, uh, well, how do we get out of, like past the knowing and then experience it? You don't. Just have faith okay. that hearing is enough and see how it plays out. Seriously, yeah. the hearing of it is enough. Yeah, if the shoe fits, wear it. Yeah, yes. If it gets to be really befuddling when you hear, hey, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha, then maybe come to some more talks until something will hit and you'll go, and it's almost like an avalanche or something could happen. I'm not saying that's the, there is no fucking requirements. Yeah. I'm just sharing my, this, this little event, yeah. When I would hear these statements and that was really heard, it triggered a large amount of information that explained most of my life, yeah. Under a very simple template, which is using the Buddha to seek the Buddha. That was... I mean, I'm guilty, you know, the shoe fits. And that for me, I didn't try to get like extreme souls for it. I just fucking went with it and entertained it. And it became more nothing, more and more nothing. And that nothing to me is everything, to tell you the truth. It's a paradox. Hmm? So it's a paradox. There is hmm? no need time at the same time you're doing I'm saying it's a paradox. Like, I was a, Well, it's a paradox because we're hearing... See, a failed system will see how things work and call it paradoxical. We're relying on a failed system of thought that sees how really life works as paradoxical. <laughs> life does not work based on right angles. Life does not work this, therefore, and that. Yeah? Life does not work in time. You ever hear the story that Jesus supposedly said about the guy who has a farm and he goes out to hire some workers, and he goes to the hall. There wasn't a hall, probably back then, but let's say a hall. And he gets there at 8 o'clock, and he says, listen, I'll give you 50 bucks, yeah, work the fields. Guy goes, guy's really happy, goes to the fields. Then at 12 o'clock, he goes back and hires another guy for the same amount of money. He goes there, gets there back at 12, and around 4.30, and there's only going to be another half hour work, he hires another guy with the same amount of money. Now, the guy that got hired at 9 o'clock in the morning is fucking pissed off because he's saying, hey, I've been working for eight hours. I'm getting the same thing. He was trying to fucking present the idea of time as being meaningless concerning this topic. Yeah? It doesn't matter if you got it nine in the morning, it's the exact same if you got it at 4.30 in the afternoon. Yes. Half years to hear it, see it. Yeah.
How do you make it? It's a great parable. It's fantastic, really. Because you would think the guy at nine in the morning had a good gripe. Hey, fuck, I should have been paid a lot more money. I've been working eight hours. But when he got the job, he was very happy with it. But now suddenly, hey, this guy got it. It's sort of like, you know, people getting seemingly awake and you've been going to 500 minutes. <laughs> You're thinking, hey, I've been here since eight. And this guy got it in five to five. Yeah? <laughs> it's not about time. I humbly believe if it's sufficient, who knows? It doesn't matter, big or small. But let's say you have a whack. Something's probably going to download and tell you it's always been this way. So what does that do but negate the whole story that you arrived at that event? Because the event itself tells you it's always been that way. <laughs> so is it really an event? Of course not. <laughs> it seems, as the, inter as the story of Paul, it seems like an event, but when the event finally happens, it tells you it's always been this way. So was there an event? <laughs> you see the the trick it's all time time is a very big ingredient in this whole magic trick and this is a magic trick and you're the magician you're the hat you're the rabbit and you're the magician you're all of it yes so this is a magic trick it has to have time to seem to appear to be true the time is the main if not main, let's just, in my humble opinion, there's not enough time to really delve into the meaning of time. Really, we just don't have enough time here. If we got into it, it may take a lot of time, so to speak, yeah? But don't you, if you have relief from it, you'll see it as almost like a hand constantly pushing you to the next moment. Constantly, you're like, it's almost like a, like, uh, you ever see those moving s sidewalks at the airport? Usually, and then they usually, in, in America, they have uh, art displays, you know, like old planes, pieces or something. And you're finding great interest in, but you can't stop. You're like, oh, I'd really like to, and boop, but the sidewalk keeps going, and you can't jump off. You maybe could, you know, because there's this, so, oh, and then, oh, I'd like to stop, and oh, and then you're on. Isn't that how it feels? A moment is never freaking enough. It's like we got to move to another that, you know, on and on. Isn't that slavery, really? I feel it is. I feel it's slavery, in a way. We're enslaved to time. You work so hard, let's say, to get to an event, and when you get to that event, while the, it's reaching its crescendo, your head goes, did you leave this oven on? It fucks, you know, you're like, fuck, fuck. You got the lighthouse, you got the babe, it's a lightning storm, you got the beautiful place, you go up the spiral stairs, you got whatever fucking Kenny G. <laughs> you got the candles, you have raw dessert, oh, you're going horizontal, every, and then, what? Fucking, did I leave the door open in the car? <laughs> whatever, it's ruined like that. Jesus. <laughs> You know, I come to Toronto. Let's turn it off now, right? Yeah. I've come to Toronto in years. 